0: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store
1: to make the switch today. It's a Tackus Fiber Internet Football Friday on Sports Radio 610. Here's Payne and Pendergast.
2: Hi, Payne and Pendergast. It's on, man. People are fired up. People are fired up. Feeling nervous. Can you guys – this is a text. Can you guys yeah. paint me a picture? I'll paint me oh, a, yeah. Paint, me a, paint guy. me a picture guy. paint me a picture guy. Paint me a picture guy is the best.
1: Right, I'm going to do a video. You know, I'll do a video later today based on this concept of paint me a picture. We might have okay. to do this as a weekly staple on the show, Sean. Paint, paint me a, paint a, picture? a picture? I like it. Paint I, me a picture of how it looks if the Texans win, yeah. the Rockets, the Astros. Yeah, whatever.
2: yeah, paint me a picture. If you do a YouTube and you're not yep. wearing a beret – and have an easel with a little palette out there with the paints. With I, big, I, I'm not, I don't even oh, know. No, anything. not a
1: Bray. I'll do the big fuzzy hair. The <laughs> oh, the
2: guy, the guy yeah, on uh, PBS. On the guy, yeah, the guy, uh, the, the guy with the paint. You know, the thing <laughs> with the guy with the paint. Yeah.
1: So okay, I'll paint you a picture. This is what you need to know about the Colts. The Colts, much like the Texans, are nine and seven for a reason. They've done some good things. They've done some bad things. You know, both of these teams had relatively recent stinkers that you might point to. The Just Christmas Eve, the Colts got destroyed by the Falcons. Uh, it's about a month ago, the Texans went up to New York and allowed Zach Wilson to have the best game he's ever had in the NFL. And by the way, it was in a monsoon. So uh, both these teams have their flaws. The Colts' flaws are, A... Hold on one second, Sean. I keep knocking my headphones off for some reason.
2: Well, okay. stop doing
1: that. So... The Colts biggest flaw that's now exploitable by the Texans and it wasn't exploitable in week two is that the Colts are near the bottom of the league in run defense. They allow, it's an absurd number of yards rushing. I almost, I want to say 180. It can't be that bad. Um, but Devin Singletary becoming the bell cow and the lead running back for this team as the offensive line, and and frankly, Chris Strausser, the offensive line coach, who used to be the Colts' offensive line coach, he's kind of, they've all figured things out as the season has gone along. There's an opportunity there, I think. And as long as the Texans kind of do what they did last week, which is they don't have to be electric. They don't have to be incredible throwing the ball downfield. They just need to run the ball and take what the defense gives them because the Colts don't blitz at all. They're the lowest blitz rates in the league. Um, just, so they'll play conservative defensively, try to uh, avoid allowing big pass plays, all of that. Then they can just win this a very boring way, the old-fashioned way, win it on the ground. It's very, very achievable against this Colts defense.
2: All right, so you – um you came up with this. This is, this is phenomenal. Like the, we've lived in a world the last three years where the Texans, I mean, the list is endless from 2020 to 2022 of the things that made the Texans look like a a zoo creature or a circus oddity for the rest of the league. The, the script is flipped a little bit here. The Texans are a normally functioning NFL team with a really good rising young head coach and a rising young quarterback. And, A GM that's done a nice job this year as well, putting a roster together. People are excited to be here. Fans are coming back to the building. Colts have had a good season too, but they've had to – Amidst going nine and seven, they've had to overcome. A t- I man, I looked at this. I didn't. T- I didn't realize it was this long a list of stuff that the Colts were overcoming. Oh, yeah, and
1: she- yeah, and I left a few things out just because it was a little too complex to explain. So, one hundred twenty-seven yards allowed per game on the rush. Yeah, twenty-seventh
2: yeah, so, in the league. I, on that I was point. only
1: sixty-three yards. But, uh, that's moving, moving on. Moving I'm just gonna on. let that go. Yeah. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> uh, let's let, okay. So they. This, this all starts with the genesis was. Firing Jeff Saturday as the head coach last year—that was their ground zero. They hired Jeff Saturday as the head coach. He won his first game, and yeah. then it was freaking terrible after that,
1: including uh, an all-time Saturday. an all-time relinquishing of a lead uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, an astounding, astoundingly bad job by thirty-three
2: nothing <laughs> in the third quarter. Who
1: had never coached anything beyond the high school level yeah. before in his life? Yeah, yeah.
2: who stepped in
1: mind you, to take over, um, the job of leading a bunch of coaches who knew they were going to get fired at the end of the year. Yeah, they, nothing they love more than that—a guy that's never coached before being in charge all of a sudden. I,
2: I think as we go through these things, because because yeah. people are going to be wondering, okay, so we're going through all this stuff. I, I think my my big message as we go through these is this team managed to go nine and seven with all this stuff going on. Yeah, that's, that that's commendable.
1: It's really it's a it's a sign of the, these two teams kind of overcoming their pasts to play this game. Yeah, yeah,
2: big time. Um, you mentioned it earlier, Jonathan Taylor's holdout. Um. The public feuding that went on between Taylor's camp and, and Jim Ursay, like directly with Jim Ursay. Like Jim Ursay went on social media and started providing Ursay type commentary about paying running backs in the middle yeah. of Taylor's holdout.
1: And, and this was as Jonathan Taylor was doing everything he could to be as civil about it publicly, professing his respect for the organization and all this stuff. And Jim Ursay just started firing off all of his cannons at agents in general and it was like a very veiled uh, shot at jonathan taylor's agent yeah and so they started going at it it was just it was weird and eventually ursae pulled Urse pulls jonathan taylor into his creepy bus to have a powwow during training camp and like immediately afterwards everything fell to crap so yeah. <laughs> Traversy's personal touch almost ruined everything. Yeah, it almost
2: ruined it. Now, eventually, they did arrive at a new contract. So Jonathan yeah. Taylor did get paid eventually. But it was it was an ordeal, for sure, throughout training camp in the early part of the season. Um, Anthony Richardson, their would-be starting quarterback, fourth overall pick, got knocked out for the season after four games. And of the four games he played, he finished one of them. Mm-hmm. So I I would – look – That's not what they planned for. That might have actually worked out better for them in the (laughs) end, that Anthony Richardson got knocked out. At least for
1: this season. This season. Ultimately. You know, in the long term, you probably—if you, if you ask a Colts fan—they might say, "Yeah, I'd have been cool with winning five games this year, as long as Anthony Richardson looked promising and stayed healthy." Yep. Um, but that was, yeah, the, one of the things that you would expect that uh, would would keep a team from having a winning record for sure, Losing especially your after quarterback, especially yeah. after Week Two, when he had these two huge rushing touchdowns and some nice passes, frankly, against the, tax- absolutely, the Texans.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. In one quarter. In one quarter. Yep. Uh, Shaquille Leonard was their, their, obviously their foundational player on defense, came in in 2018, Defensive Rookie of the Year, just a monster, three-time All-Pro, released just a little over two years after signing a $100 million deal. Yeah, and this is one
1: of those things, that's, it's weird that it happened, it's understandable given that Shaquille Leonard had these injuries and just wasn't the same guy coming back from it. He was a guy who was always really good at forcing turnovers and he hadn't, done much of that at all since his injuries um and they also have you know, a couple of really good linebackers in Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed that yeah. there are more the guys now but it was just a sign of almost it's a kind of team it's a kind of move a team makes when they're clearing the deck when they're saying like oh, okay well look we gotta we're resetting, we're gonna move forward and yet here they are way more competitive than anybody expected yeah like the
2: Texans weren't releasing Brian Cushing back when they were still back when Cushing's right. game was dipping but the team yeah. was still competitive like yeah. Brian Cushing was still on the team
1: you know Yeah yeah it's not like Lawson was a bad player or anything right. he just wasn't back at his peak so it was a, it, it felt weird to a lot of people in the organization
2: They've dealt with multiple suspensions this year the Colts have The team's yeah. top returning outside cornerback Isaiah Rogers, suspended for gambling on his own team last season they later cut him Grover Stewart, who is one of the more underrated interior defensive linemen in the NFL, and he plays great against the Texans. He was suspended six games in October for violating the PED policy. And then just a few weeks ago, in mid-December, Shane Steichen had to suspend two more guys, a wideout Isaiah McKenzie and cornerback Tony Brown, for conduct detrimental to the team for three games each. So they've, they've had their own set of internal issues going on this season.
1: that's what I hope for Steichen it ends up being his fatal flaws that maybe maybe he can't maintain institutional control over his team that that uh, the, okay you got you got conduct detrimentals here you got guys misbehaving there now I, I, I'll give him credit in the short term for at least coming down with a the hammer on that you know but uh, really really good coaches figure out ways to manage this kind of stuff without having to suspend people. Yeah. They just they have a way with uh, maybe there's some of their wayward children. They, they know how to just figure it out. That's right. I also, you know, another reason that I really need Shane Sykes to fail, Sean. Um, <laughs> after Urse had a five-hour meeting with him, you know, after, they interviewed like 20 people this yeah. year looking for their coach. Uh, they then had him undergo a battery of tests to to test like his football intelligence, it feels very S two cognition to the test this. They
2: test. Testis. Hold up. They, they tested yeah. their coaching candidates.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was really okay. It was weird. I was looking at the wrong article. I'll explain it to you. Um, but basically, they ended up gushing so much about him that they, they compared his football intelligence to Peyton Manning. Okay, somehow. Okay. I need him to yeah. fail
2: so bad now. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know if Peyton Manning went through the same battery of tests or anything, but it feels so much like people gushing about Bryce Young's S2 cognition test yeah. that it sickens me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it, and look, it, it may very well yeah. be applicable. I just don't want it to be, I want, I want yeah. him to lose. Yes.
1: Uh, 13 candidates, 21 total interviews, Ursay conducted a five-hour sit-down with Steichen one night, which I'm Dude. guessing was just a blast for Dude. Steichen. A day imagine? later, like how many hours of talking was that by Jim Ursay himself? Giving? Oh my god, four hours, forty-five minutes of him talking, like fifteen minutes of Steichen giving answers, talking about
2: Woodstock or something. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about football. That and that's the other thing too, Seth. Like of all the, the like the weird stuff that you listed here, like you know, weird, um, detrimental. You know, like for all yeah. the stuff that they've had to overcome. And I think it's commendable. Like this. This is a this is a you know this is a tough-minded team that the Texans are are playing on, on Saturday. Keep in mind that all this stuff is happening while Jim Ursay is there on a daily yeah. basis. Like
1: this is this is what they did. A larger contingent put Steichen through a series of tests designed to assess how his mind works in stressful situations, late-game decision making, short-yardage calls, even timeout usage. One person in the room was so impressed he compared Steichen's mind to that of Peyton Manning. Okay. That person was Jim I, I know it for a f- <laughs> You, I know it in my soul. You
2: remind me of somebody. I see somebody in you. Take your hat off. Oh, yeah. Look at that forehead. Forehead and football intelligence quotient. You, sir, are in the upper quartile of the upper quartile. In the upper you're quartile,
4: got, got. winners were in the top quartile of that upper quartile.
1: Those two, the two traits he cares about are height and (laughs) cerebral cortex or whatever, frontal lobe. Look at that frontal lobe. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, Exactly.
2: Exactly. Um, Good question. Lamont asked, Devin Singletary has two huge incentives to make in this game. Do you guys know of the Colts players with any incentives? That's a big thing in week 18. We should let people know this, especially prop bettors. If you're a gambler out there, you should know these things. Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary's already gotten one incentive. He got, He had an incentive for 1,000 yards from scrimmage, 125K. He booked that. Ooh, yeah. Yep. Nice. Um, get you almost,
1: almost a year of tuition out of state. After <laughs> <have to>, the <laughs>
2: tax man takes a big, sweet bite out of your ass. Um, 50% of the offensive snaps, he gets $125,000 barring injury. He's going to get that. He's at 52% right now. 55% of the offensive snaps, he gets another 125000 I have no idea how many snaps he's played. I don't feel like looking it up, but just know that if he plays a lot, he's got a chance to earn another two hundred fifty grand. If he gets 165 yards rushing in this game, which would be probably his career high, it would be his season high for the Texans, 165 yards, he'll get to 1,000 yards on the season rushing. He's already got to 1,000 yards from scrimmage. 1,000 yards rushing, he'll get another 125000 So, Devin Singletary has a chance to pick up a lot of cheddar on Saturday night. What what was the last incentive? 1,000 yards rushing. He gets 165 more yards rushing. He'll get 125K.
1: That's a a lot of yardage, though, to try to just expect somebody to get in a game. That's a a tricky one. It's a
2: lot for somebody to get when the long run for the season for any running back is Devin Singletary getting 24 yards last week against the Titans. Yeah, that's the that's, long That's the long run from scrimmage uh, for the Texans this year. I'll be
1: honest with you, that incentive makes me a little bit nervous just, just in, in terms of it potentially weighing on the psychology of a player. The one that I heard in the Sports Minute that had us look this up as well was the, uh, the fact that Jadeveon Clowney has a $750,000 bonus if he gets half a sack. Ooh. That one – now this is one thing I learned from Anthony Weaver was that up in Baltimore – It was for a long time with Rex Ryan, especially, and I don't know if they kept this going. They kind of keep a lot of themes running with their defense up there. If guys had, if a guy was coming up on his free agency year or if they had incentives in their contract, Rex would like specifically design plays for those dudes. Like he was. He was all about like, hey, look, yep, we're gonna get you paid, man. We might not be able to keep you, but we love you. And guys knew that, so they would really. So guys would be very, very selfless when it came to like, oh, okay, I need to just clear out. I need to set the pick here because we're trying to clear this guy's way to get to get paid because he knew that when it was his turn, Rex would do it for him yeah. too. So I wonder if up there, if uh, McDonald, who's there, is it? McDonald is their defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald. Um, yep, yeah. That. Uh, they might just say, and then, and then especially to keep it off a of Clowney's mind too, like let's get this thing done in the first quarter. Oh yeah, let's get let's do every we'll design every blitz to where somehow Clowney comes free and gets his half a sack.
2: They play Pittsburgh and Mason Rudolph. I don't know, you know, Mason Rudolph's played a good couple he, games. He, I think if you can't sack, that's as you I, I was old gonna say, oak. like yeah. I, Mason Rudolph's gonna be there when you get to the pocket. He, he'll he's he's not gonna have escaped. Um, I don't think you know that dynamic for the, that you're talking about, Seth. Probably like the Texans are just trying to win. You know, like. I, You know, so they're going to – Devin Singletary is going to get fed the football. Dalton Schultz also has incentives. If he gets to 60 catches, he needs four catches. If he gets to – no, he needs six catches. He's at 54 right now. If he gets to 60, he gets 250 grand. If he gets to 700 yards receiving, he needs 107 yards. He gets another 250 grand. Um these are two guys who are going to figure prominently into the game plan. Incentives or no incentives, so that'll be a yeah. fun thing to watch.
1: Singletary has more control over it because, in just in terms of, he's going to get his touches, correct? And he'll be that. Uh, I feel kind of dirty talking about this because it's uh, it's very selfish, very self. And I think there's a tendency to look at it and be like, "Well, why that guy? That guy's not worried about the team." Like, I don't know, man. I, I that's why I felt as a player, like I didn't want, I didn't like having incentives because I didn't want to be, especially like sack incentives and stuff like that. That you can end up, that's the wrong motivation on a game to game basis. Yeah. Like, if you start worrying more about getting sacks, then all of a sudden you, you stop caring about your runs. So I didn't like having incentives like that in my contract. Yeah. Um, and that's what I worry about there. With running back, it's just like, okay, he's just going to run harder. I like, okay, it's, it, possibly, it's one more incentive to run that much harder. I like
2: the snap count incentives because that's if you're doing your job, you're going to be on the field and you're getting rewarded with playing time. You know, like I, yeah,
1: yeah. I guess put on like when you boil it down into one game though. Then all of a sudden, if a guy is more concerned about getting his seventy-five percent snaps, or he's pouting on the sideline because uh, because they're not using specific packages, maybe
2: I just assume you're going to get used similarly in week seventeen as you would throughout the season. Except I, you know, except it, if you play for Bill Belichick, because Ted will tell it, stories about his snap counts getting manipulated yeah. for incentives yeah. by Belichick.
1: Well, and it just because because it comes down to individual game matchups, though, too. You know, for, yeah. if they just decide they're gonna if a team's really good against tight ends they're not going to try to force it to the tight ends.
2: yeah I guess I'm just trying to take individual stats out of it and say like yeah. hey, if you're doing your job you're going to be on the field that kind of thing you know I, it's it's nothing's perfect with any of this stuff for sure um all right so we get to know the Colts a little bit uh the uh the opponent for Saturday night 7 15 all right let's get to headlines injury report awards handed out rumors floating around all kinds of good stuff going on with the Texans NBA all-star voting The Rockets showing up on that. We'll get to all that next. Stay there. You're listening to Payne and Pendergast.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com
3: for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?